Okay, we are in Sefer Yecheskel, Perek Yud Ches, Pasuk Chav Aleph, V'harosha ki Yashul Mikol Chatzasel. And so the beginning of Yud Ches yesterday, the Navi very com- carefully and completely deconstructed what we had called a myth dearly held in Jewish life. That basically the myth was, uh, as the Navi says, Ovos Yochu Boser Habanin Literally, the fathers eat the poison grapes and it is their sons who have their teeth knocked out. In other words, um, as we said, they commit the sins, the fathers, but it is the sons who get the punishment. And the Navi showed it's a very dangerous construct because on one hand, you've got the sons who say to themselves, if this is true, very logically, we could lead lives as sadiqim and very righteous people and it doesn't do us any good because we're going to be visited with the sins of our fathers. So it can paralyze the whole generation. On the other side of the coin, the fathers can say that, look, we don't have anything to worry about. We're not going to get punished. Look at Menashe, for example, the king. It's the sons that were punished for Menashe. So we can do whatever we want. And as I say, that causes a very dangerous um, condition of life, as it were. But the Navi shows that that's totally wrong. And the best way to summarize it, as I say, we're on Chafala. Let me just read Chaf. It says it beautifully. Hanefesh hachatas he tamus. The sin, the one who committed the sin, he will die. Ben, a son, lo yisab avon ha'av, will not carry the sins of the father. But of lo yisab avon ha'ben. It's as simple as that. He will not be held accountable for the sins of his son. Sidkas hatzadik olav. That which the righteous does is upon his head. And the evil that the other person does, the individual does, is on his head. So that, beautifully put, we are responsible for our own actions. We will not die for the sins of another. We will not be punished. Neither will anyone be punished for us. But maybe, isn't it maybe a deterrence? Like if you're a father and you think... All right, I'll sin, but if, if your children are going to pay the price, your sons are going to pay the price, right. maybe, you, maybe you say, well, I'm not willing to do that to them. Depends on the kind of father, depends on the kind of son. It could be, you know, that the father says, the tendency is to say, hey, I'm not going to punish it. It may not even be the son, it could be the next generation, you know, that I have no connection to. So, that, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a very Freudian question. In other words, how deeply concerned the father is that his sins are visited. But it makes it clear. What we did not discuss yesterday, and we will discuss today, is the very unique concept of tshuva, repentance. In other words, we are saying, the Torah says, person can lead a totally sinful life and decide he is going to repent. He can repent 
by virtue of his verbalizing his sins and saying he will not do them again, by thinking it through, by internalizing it in thought, or by action. It's a very strange concept, too, but really unique. And that the truth is, if you think about it logically, Chuba doesn't make sense. It is not really teva, natural. And as if to emphasize this point, the Gemara teaches us in Masechta Psachim, Daf Nun Dalad Amud Aleph, and let me read it to you. Hatanya, Shiva Dvarim Nivru Kodim Shinivra Olam. Seven things were created in the world before the physical world was created. It was created in the spiritual world. Ve'eluhain. Torah, the Torah. Shuva, repentance. Ganeidin, the concept of paradise. Gehenim, concept of hell. V'kisei Hakavo, the royal throne. Beis HaMikdash, the temple. Ushmosho uh, Moshiach, the name of the Moshiach. This was done supernaturally before the creation of earth. So the tshuva is not something that is derech ha-teva. And it's a very strange, mysterious process. For one, that tshuva is probably the only mitzvah that we have that can be done partially. The individual we know can do partial tshuva and he will be received as having done complete. So, for example, tzitzis. You can't do tzitzis with three corners having the um, tzitzis on it. It has to be all four. Or lulav and esro. You cannot be uh, fulfilling lulav if you only have three of the components of the lulav. Shuva is different, unlike anything else. Moreover, uh, Tshuva can be done, as the Malbin says, not only out of yira, it's accepted out of fear of punishment, but out of ahava. You do it because you love Kaddish Baruch Hu, so you do it in that way. It can be done on both. So, we just don't understand Tshuva. And to emphasize this supernatural, and that's the word for it, supernatural powers of tshuva, we know, for example, uh, the Maharal says, why isn't there any tshuva in Bezdin? Someone goes through the concept of a trial and is found guilty. Why don't they accord him the right to do tshuva? He's not given that. It's not given that because exactly what we have said it is supernatural. It's not a man-made thing where Bezdin has the power to confer the right to do tshuva. So you see, you're dealing with a very metaphysical, supernatural phenomenon. What's the difference between tshuva and kapara? Kapara is the actual forgiveness. Let's say you do tshuva, you get kapara. Kapara is the end result. Uh, but for a, a, a person who commits a capital crime in Judaism, they are forgiven without tshuva by, the, by their punishment, correct? Exactly. Misa is the ultimate kapara. Death, by court, man-made, you know, natural causes, gives you kapara. So you can be a very bad person, 
commit a capital crime and be and be um by your punishment. And then you're you you still remain you remain uh, atoned for you've atoned. Yes, exactly. Okay, now let's armed with these concepts of this very strange phenomenon of Shuva, we go to Chafalov in Perek Yudches. The Harasha says the Navi, Ki Yashiv Mikol Chataso, if he returns from all of his sins, Asher Asa, Bishomar Es Cholchukos, and keeps the commandments, for Asa Mishwat, he does justice, Utstaka, charity, he has achieved tshuva. This Russia, he will live. He will not, in fact, die. Now the flip side of the coin. He will live. Says the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Do you think? that I desire the death of the wicked? Do you really think that that is what my end game is? Aineni, as the um, Radak says, I don't want the death. Look at the example of Menashe. I delayed Menashe's punishment. The most evil man certainly, arguably, the worst king in terms of evil, I let him live. He reigned the longest, as we said, 55 years. To give him time, that opportunity for tshuva, and ultimately the Mephoshim say he did tshuva. So the Kaddish Baruch who doesn't want your death because you're a Russia, he wants you to do tshuva. Ubishut tzaddik because of now the flip side. If the tzaddik Man's lived a life of perfect sickness and righteousness. He flips, as it were. The Osa Ovel, and he does evil, Russia, and follows now all the abominations that the wicked person did. I will not recall, I will not take into account his sickness. Bamalo Ashema, he was treacherous, Ubachatoso Asherchata Bum Yomus, that he is sinned, he will be punished. And before she say this Russia can be done even by a thought process. The Russia who's lived a life of total sickness up till now can say, I renounce it. I, I never meant it. I didn't mean to be Sakha. And then of course there's the actual doing of the deeds. He will be held accountable. So, there are a variety of Mephorshim, as well as B'nai Yisrael, we're going to see, who say, well, wait, that's not really fair. Why aren't his credits totaled up, as it were, when he does go bad, and offset the, the bad that he's doing? Why is everything suddenly wiped clean and he's a judge of Russia? And so the Kaddish Baruch Hu, through Yechezkel, directs that objection. And if you're going to say, this isn't fair, this isn't a just way, this isn't a correct way. Listen to me, Israel. 
Hajarki lo yitzarkein. My way isn't the correct way. Halo darchechem lo yitzarkein. Your way is incorrect. B'shuv tzadik mitzikaso. When a tzadik repents his sitkis, as it were, and wants to be a Russia and does, v'asa avel, and does, v'mesalehem, v'avle asher, v'asa yomus, those averos that he did, he will die for. U'bishuv Russia mirishaso, again, the flip side of the coin, and a Russia does shuva from his evil, asher asa, v'yas mishpat u'tstaka, he does mishpat u'tstaka, who is not so He will live now. In other words, it's the degree, the repentance that controls it all. You could be a tzaddik and do evil now, you are going to die for your evil. You do, you're a Russia and you do good, you do tshuva, you are going to live for your new tzikis. When he returns, we're talking about the uh, Russia, he will live. Yichye lo yomos. The Amru Beis Israel, and now again the repetition of that objection. And Israel will say, Lo yitachin derechad, this isn't right, this isn't just, it's not logical. Hadrochai lo yitachnu Beis Israel, halo darchechem lo yitachin. It is not I who is being illogical, it is you. According to the individual's behavior, that's how I will judge, says God. Shuvu return return from your sins and your evil ways, and there will be no longer a stumbling block before you. Hashlichu Throw out all your evil deeds, it's called and your sins, Asher Peshatim, which you've sinned, the Asulachem Lev Chadash. Make for yourself a new heart, as it were, the Ruach Chadasha, a new spirit. The Lama Tamusu Beis why do you die? Why do you want to die? I don't want you dying. And so you have this miraculous, illogical, supernatural force of Tshuva. Seize it, use it, and you will live. It is never too late. I do not wish the death of people. It's not the end game of what I pursue. Simply, return and you will live. And so with that Nechama, we await further Nechama, 8.45 a.m. Monday, Adkan Shabbat Shalom.